Welcome back to Bit Different, everybody. This is Satine. And this is Rob. It's our 100th episode. Seriously, I hope it was worth the wait because we keep doing that. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> this monthly podcast now. Uh, but it, seriously, can you believe it's our 100th episode spectacular? I know. Where's the sprinkles? Where's the confetti? We did have gifts. Gifts? We oh, had gifts. gifts. <laughs> <laughs> we did. We just celebrated our Christmas together. Yes, because yeah, we had not seen each other since the last time we recorded before yeah, Christmas. And I'm glad we were here. Yeah. I, mean, I honestly didn't even know this was going to happen until it did. <laughs> But here we are. Woo! And um, yeah, a hundred years. No, wait, a hundred episodes of us. Wow. Congratulations to anyone who is still here yeah. from the beginning. Yeah. That's a, yes. Yeah. Happy if... centennial to you. Uh, I guess centennial requires years. Well, happy yeah. hundred episodes to you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for keeping us going. And, yeah. And making us feel bad when we couldn't get our shit together. Yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, here we are. So um, what's up? What'd you get for Christmas, Rob? I need to know. Um, Christmas. Okay, so my family got one of those uh turned yellow portraits done of me and Todd as Simpsons characters. It's so good, which is fun. Um, my mom got me these like uh Philips Hue uh lights uh that like cast a sort of like a uh they bathe the wall behind the TV okay. in light, yeah. and you can tell um. The uh, smart device in your home to change the color. LED. Uh, I will not speak her name, uh, <laughs> lest she start listening. Um, Todd got me an air fryer. Ooh, that's which, nice. Well, I've always been fascinated by them, and I always asked him. I was like, "Wait, okay, tell me about these air fryers." And um, like, so like Todd it's a lot healthier. Yeah, Todd was like really like highly suspect of the whole deal because he really thought you had to add oil, which you can lightly like brush some things with oil if you want to be super crispy. Yeah. But like even without oil, like shit gets crispy and delicious. It's amazing. And it's fast. And um, I mean, air frying is just baking with a really, really, really good PR person. Yeah. But totally. like, but it's effective and it's cool. And it's um a giant machine. I don't know if you can see it. It's that sort of like Martha Stewart-esque blue. Oh my God, it, it's huge. It looks like I'm homebrewing beer. You know, though, it's it's almost as if Baby Yoda's in there incubating <laughs> right now. It's a big device, <laughs> but it is super cool, and it's it's really it's fun. Like we, uh, my family and I, we made a bunch of flautas, and like from Frozen, I was reheating those in there, and they were so good. Yeah. Oh my god. I kind I want an air. I've always been. I I can't even say. I've been curious. But I would never, first of all, have space for something like that. Oh, which is funny. I keep saying, I keep telling Todd, I was like, no more kitchen devices. And then sure enough, like the one thing I've talked about the most in 2019 that I wanted was an air fryer. And the other thing that I'm curious about. The biggest one. Oh, it's giant. The other thing is is the uh, Instapot, which everyone loves, which we have a slow cooker, but we don't have a pressure cooker. We do have a rice cooker. So we have a bunch of the things that an Instapot does. We don't have an Instapot. Yeah. Yet. Not yet. Yet. But you'll have to have one that's like a light bee blue, like Tiffany's green. Which, it's like, that's the color of his, yeah. uh, well, it's like I got, at a white elephant at work, I got a grilled cheese toaster. Oh which of course is amazing. you did. Oh, and it's the same color. Of course it is. Uh, which also somehow matches our KitchenAid mixer. Now you're just going to have to paint your kitchen that color. Yeah, it's so funny. That would be so cute, Because like, the that's way. Todd's color. It's that sort of Tiffany blue meets Martha Stewart 
green. Why don't we paint your kitchen that color? It'd be so cute. We're renting. We're not going to paint the kitchen. Who cares? They'd have to paint over it anyway <laughs> by this point. You've been here 100 years. Yeah, we have been here a long time. So, Anywho, well, that cool. was Christmas. Nice. Um, I was trying to think if there's anything. Oh, I got Todd AirPod Pros. And That's nice. some accessories for his computer. Nice. Um, but yeah, like, I'm trying to think if there's anything I was like super proud of gift-wise that I gave anyone. And no. A ring light? That came, that was from my mother to Todd. Oh, because Todd's having like a thing right now. Well, that's been happening. Uh, Todd has a uh, account on Instagram that is kind of blowing up right now. It's called Gay Fat Friend, where he um, often superimposes crudely superimposes <laughs> himself. That's part of the fun. Uh, that he, um, he superimposes himself into photos of super fit. Uh, groups of men who are usually shirtless, like you, in they're really, all gay, right? I think they're all gay for the most part, and they're all like posing really funny, or they're in like a really odd situation, like why being are, sexy? Yeah, why are there nine men like wearing speedos at the laundromat? Like what? Like I don't understand, or why? You know, just why isn't that man wearing a shirt here? Or how did those eight people get in a tree? Because it's for the Instagram. Oh, totally. They're doing all for the gram. Yeah. And so Todd, um, but the thing is, they they often all look like these sort of cookie cutter bodies. It's really like, ridiculous. They're all a bunch of like <laughs> beautiful ripped men and good for them. Yeah. But like they don't have a gay friend or they don't have a, a fat friend. And so Todd Ever. adds himself in there just to show like, hey, you can have a fat friend there, and you can. We're still having a good time. Todd's yeah. always very happy. He's always having a good time, and his comments are always really funny. It's so cute. Um, but yeah, and like, do you it's know what's blown the, up? The interesting part is Todd putting himself into those photos makes the photo less ridiculous than it would have been <laughs> with him not in it. That actually is kind of funny because yeah. seriously, like when they're to be taken seriously, you you can't. You can't. Like it's they just, just so stupid. Yeah, they just don't make any sense, and so. Um, and yeah, it's anyway. So yeah, uh, also it's I think an excuse for Todd to look at you know pretty boys all day to find photos to use. Yeah, um, but he yeah, doesn't want that. I've been taking all of his pictures uh, for that. Yeah. So every day great. Todd and I are Would taking a new picture. No, he's actually just been um, using uh, oh, our yeah. plain walls nice. to sort of cut himself out. Um, but yeah, it's it's a very it's been a fun sort of uh, thing. The first set of photos we actually did we did on vacation in Palm Springs in the backyard. I remember. That was great. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's a really funny Instagram account. My, no, just gay fat friend. Yeah. Gay fat friend. And there's been like some articles written about him already by a couple of websites. Um, he's been on a bunch of podcasts to promote it, like Elliot Glazer's podcast, You're Making It Worse. Yeah. And uh, Meatball's podcast, which I don't know what it's called. He's, yeah. but he's, he's done a bunch. It's been, it's been fun. He's done like the Tony Soto show. That's so cool. Yeah. Well, I'm glad it, this. Yeah, this is really going somewhere. Yeah. Um. So what? What's what else has been happening with you? There's other stuff that's um, happening with me, but tell me more. Tell me about your Christmas. Okay. Yes. Well, Christmas I got um, a Sega Genesis Classic. Oh, uh, such a good mini classic. Yeah. yeah. I think I think all those words are part of it. Yeah. So um, Travis and Crystal got me that, and nice. what a fun gift. We played like tons of games. I'll list them off in a bit, and um. Yeah, and I got, oh, a Tria hair removal laser system at home so I could get my pits finally. And my. Do you have to do that yourself? Oh, yeah. That's. Ow. Unless Stephen wants to see me naked and go to town on me. <laughs> it's really, honestly, it's more for my modesty because I didn't want to get naked mm. at like 
uh, laser away or whatever, where these people are judging you already, and having them laser my coochie. Um, I was like, I'll just do it myself at home. And it actually is working really well. Nice. Plus, it's a fraction of the cost. Yeah. Like, yeah. Are there you any... save a lot of money doing it yourself. Are there any parts that you have to replace or that wear out as you use it? Do you, is there anything you have to replace while you use it? Yeah, the system only has like 150 or 200,000 beeps. Okay. And so it takes like each, it takes about six sessions to clear an area. And each session um, for just like one armpit is like 100 beeps. Okay. So, I mean, it'll That's last. still pretty good. Yeah, it'll last long enough to cover everything I need to cover. So, and like to get that. Like the device is four hundred fifty dollars, but to get it done in a salon, oh, that's gonna be a couple thousand, like right? Three thousand. Yeah. Yeah, like especially at Laser Away, where they're fucking ridiculously expensive. Wow. But, um, yeah. So I'm very happy about this endeavor. Um, I've gotten to know my body very well. Was well, like now and I'm all excited. I'm like even I- more gorgeous than it was I- before. I may have follow up <laughs> questions later, just because seriously, like you know, I got some shoulders that need some. Yeah. Totally. Some attention. Yeah. I mean, hell, you know, before events, I've had you clean up my ears. Oh, yeah. So, I remember that. That's yeah. Fun. Thank you for, for being like my, <laughs> my work wife. Because, uh, yes. yeah, Todd was out of town and I couldn't by myself. <laughs> yes. Which is fine because as a makeup artist, I'm used to seeing the nitty gritty. Well, that's why I was like, so. yeah, I was like, this is probably nothing compared to what yeah. you've seen. Just help me here. My ears yeah. are terrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I also got i mean i got a bunch of cute things from them but also something that was really great was just a little cute but deadly arisa toy mm, yeah that came with my yearly subscription to um a playstation network oh nice yeah but i didn't realize i never knew that travis designed the cute but deadly um logo i didn't what's well, because i know that i knew that cute but deadly yeah cute but deadly yeah okay yeah i knew they were a client um when I worked there. Okay. Uh, but I didn't know specifically what they did for them, actually. So I had no idea that, that he yeah, did the logo. That's he... so cool. So that was cool. I threw away the box, though. Sorry, Travis, but I kept Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I thought that was fun. Yeah. And um, yeah. I still have the, the board game of Sorry that he redesigned. Oh, do you? Oh, my dad yeah. has it, too, yeah. on display. I'm like, ugh. Ours is still sealed. We haven't had a chance to yeah, play ours yet. is sealed too <laughs> speaking of i also got downton abbey clue edition oh well i saw that you guys played that at the game night that todd and i were too sick to go to yes which was the worst idea because i didn't realize nobody we know has seen downton abbey so it's really <laughs> hard to <laughs> play a downton abbey clue game when nobody oh, knows shit, todd is the are. only person that would have appreciated that fuck sorry he was, was really awful. really really sick and i was finally getting better and i was like i think i can go and todd was like a mess and so you and then alone. but it was no he didn't even say that Uh-oh. uh and then it's funny and the more i thought about it, the more i was like actually i probably shouldn't go and it really back. like no it's like yeah i i don't know why i thought i could because for the next week i was clearly sick last week mm. and that was the weekend before that so like i yeah. was that would have been really Awful. dumb yeah, no, it, we did have a lot of fun, though. We ended up playing um, uh, 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 Code Names. Oh, yes. Lots of Code Names. Yeah. And that was a lot of fun, yeah. Nice. And then, um, yeah, and we had a special guest with us, Simon. 
who's we've been trying to get on a podcast. He really wants to do the podcast too. So oh, we Simon went. Yeah. Oh, they all got to meet Simon. I haven't. I know. Wow. But he was fun telling us all his like crazy production stories. <laughs> so um, yeah, that was fun. Nice. And uh, yeah, what have you been watching? Oh well, also oh, also on the Christmas thing, um, I started my Christmas in Missouri, so Christmas in oh. a currently Todd calls it a purple state. It was currently a red state, though. Oh man, it was a little a little rougher than normal. Is it yeah, a little bit? Like I mean, I just feel like a lot of people who um disagree are they ignorant. A lot of people who disagree with me politically were are they've they've been very emboldened and very vocal, and um, also the day we landed was the day of the impeachment. Oh, which was kind of fun, and I wanted to gloat, but I didn't. Uh-huh. Um, like literally, like we landed and went straight to Steak and Shake because I love Steak and Shake. Uh, and whenever we're in Missouri, we have to go there because it's like dirt cheap. It's amazing. Like you can get like a double cheeseburger with fries and a drink for like Six I don't know. Bucks. I think I was up to like five fifty. Like yeah. it's super cheap. Nice. I've only been once, and that was in Michigan. So good. Well, and I I love their burgers actually. Um. And uh, the guy sitting in the booth behind us was like this angry Trump supporter in a hat. Even I was like, Ugh. "Oh man!" Well, at least they they label themselves now, yeah, um, as they should. Yeah. So like, anyway, that was they a, are targets yeah, now. A little bit of a, cu- <laughs> of, a of a culture shock uh, for me. Um, and then of course I got sick on the way back, which was fucked up because I. But landed. it wasn't that long ago since Caitlyn Jenner wore a fucking hat. Yeah, I so. Uh, I mean, there are still issues everywhere. Yeah. She, well, she's. She's yeah. better now, hopefully. But still, even <laughs> I don't really know if I need to hear her opinion on much. Ever. I'm happy she's like living her life, doing but her like, thing. I but do, don't, yeah, I don't know if I ever need to hear from her or any of her family ever, ever right. again. But you know, that's another thing. Fair um, enough. But yeah, so like literally, in the what I've been up to in my agenda, I literally wrote Ben sick forever. Uh, oh my god, Todd and I went to the weirdest New Year's thing ever. Not, not weirdest. Tell us about it, Rob. I make it sound like it was like salacious when in fact it was anything but. It was the most like wholesome and weird experience. So like my aunt was visiting from Germany. Okay. And last year, oh, so like my mom and my stepdad just recently became like social members or whatever of the country club uh, that is like in their in the neighborhood they live in. Okay. And um, so occasionally we go there and just sort of hang out. And, and it's, it's cool. Like, it's definitely not a world I'm used to. Right. I think you mentioned this before. Yeah. Because well, 4th of July was a bit of a culture shock. And then I was just like, oh, this is not my world. Uh, so anyway, like, they did New Year's there last year. And they had a blast. And so we were like, you know what? Like, and they invited us. And we're like, yeah, we'll, we'll totally go. And it's, Might as well. Yeah, like, free booze? And Fuck free. Yeah. And the dinner was really good. Um, you know, and they have a live band if you're into that. And dancing. And, and like, you know, pictures on the green screen. All this sort of stuff. Merriment. Um, and it's an excuse to dress up. They expect, you know, good attire. And so, like, my mom sees this chance to let her dress up and have a good time. And we went, and we showed up a little bit late. We got there at, like, 9. We were told to get there around 8, 8.30. Okay. We get there at 9. There's not even anybody at the front thing to, like, tell us what table we're at. So we're like, okay, this is weird. We sit down. The um, Once we all arrive, they brought us our food. At 10 p.m., they uh, did, like, the countdown. And we were like, oh, they're doing it for, like, Chicago. That's cute. So, like, while we're, like, eating, we're just, like, chatting. And we're just like, eh, 10, 9, whatever. Happy New Year. I guess we'll do that again in an hour when it gets to mountain time. They didn't do it again at all, even at midnight. Like, we sat there. And, like, so we, we were hanging out. And, like, 
And it's why. And by the way, like I am super sick. My sister was in the emergency room the day before because she had a fever. Like, and because of her health, she has some health issues. So she's a fever. Like she goes to the emergency room now. Yeah. Uh, And like, so um, we're the two Andarza kids are sort of like riding this thing out. Like we're barely making it. Um, trying to make it to midnight. And like, meanwhile, the whole time my family keeps relentlessly hounding me to go dance with my aunt. And I don't know why, because I'm not a dancer. I never have been. My whole family knows this. Like they've never, I've never been like, oh, Robbie, that little dancer. It'll be fun. And so it's like, I don't, I don't do this. This is not a thing I enjoy. I also, like my back hurt. I've been coughing so hard. Like I just like, I didn't feel like doing anything. I literally went there to go see my family and like hang out and socialize all night they're badgering me to go dancing. Plus, I think there was a lot of drinking involved, so a lot of people forgot they were doing that to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was the one that was driving home, so I was pretty sober. Okay. And so it was like it was a weird night because like my family was badgering me, and then seriously, like the party, I guess technically really ended at like ten in a sense because by the time midnight rolled around, the band was still going, but clearly they weren't paying attention to the time because they did not care if they played through midnight. Also. The coat check person left, like, for the night. And also, most of the tables there, the chairs had been stacked. The people had left. Like, there was probably, like, of what used to be, like, probably 200 people, there maybe were 30 of us there at midnight. It was super weird. And no one told us this. Like, if we'd known the party ended at 10, we would have celebrated until 10 and then left. Yeah. To go to like another party. I mean, they're old people. They what? celebrate early. But it's funny. I wish that they told us that. It's so funny. That we knew all this about like the dress code and like the menu options. Could we depict that in advance? Like all this shit. But no one knew the timetable. T- timetable that this thing ends before midnight. Oh my god. Super weird. It was just kind of this odd. I don't know, it was. It's kind of funny. Like it's funny now. And we, we now we know if we do that, we leave at ten. Um, but like we had a good time. It was just. It's just really funny in retrospect to look back and be like, what was that? Yeah, that's awkward. Yeah, I was I was at Zachary's house. We had oh. a really cute like. I saw all sorts of Instagram stories. I think of the two of you. Yeah, it was really just a cute get together she was having. I mean, she's like super into the huge artsy underground scene. Like she's always been there, and so she has some really fun, quirky friends that we love. And then um, Rain and Jamie showed up, and that was fun. And then I saw my friend Tara. And her husband, who I haven't seen in forever, so it was really fun to, you know, reconnect with her. Nice. Yeah, it was in, like, two years. She was like, it's not been two. I was like, yeah. (laughs) Rachel was still here, who I worked on that Eve movie with years Mm. ago. And she was like, oh, my God, it's been so long. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy how fast time flies, and you just don't realize that you haven't seen one years. Yeah. So um, that was really fun to celebrate with all of them. And, um, yeah. Well, then, um, that so what you been watching? Anything good? Oh, well, The Witcher. I haven't started it yet. Are you fucking kidding me, Rob? Well, like, we were in Missouri, and Todd's mom wanted to start it, but I wasn't really ready to commit to it yet. Also, like, when I want to watch it, I'm going to watch it, like, on my TV in surround sound. We've been here for months. Yeah, we just haven't done it. We've been busy. No. False. Because I'm sure you have a list of things you have watched. Not much TV, I'm sure actually. you will be on there. No, we never watched you. Right. I love I love uh, Penn Badgley and all, but all right, all right. So let's talk The Witcher. Tell so, me about it. Yeah, because actually, I want to know what you thought of it. Uh, I won't have any spoilers, obviously, That's but totally I spoiled the entire thing because you've all heard me talk about the books, and it's based off it's the books. <laughs> um, but 
Well, where do I start? It's um good. It's really good, but it's really difficult to get into. Well, I hear they do a lot with like the timeline that's super complicated. The timeline's complicated. Uh, it does go shift back and forth in time. Each of the characters have a different timeline they're on, so you don't realize that until later on that mm. they were all on shifting timelines. Oof. Um, until they finally do connect, which even then they still will go back in time later. And oh re- god, it does make sense by the end. But it's like Dunkirk, kind of. It's like yes, yeah. And they do um, retell the same kind of main events. A couple, several times, so that you you stay on on par with them. Okay, but it's confusing, and I I mean I as somebody hello I live and breathe The Witcher, and you would think I would know what was going on, but the first two episodes I was like, if I didn't know what The Witcher was, I would have no fucking clue what I'm watching right now. But you'd still toss a coin to him though. Oh God. I'd shove a coin up his cute butt. Jesus. He's so hot. So um, (laughs) he's not my crush of the week, but or crush of the month at this point. But he's so fine. And I watched an interview. He, to get his physique like that, like especially in his like naked scene, he dehydrated on top of all the workouts for three days. Oh my God. So he had like no water in his system. So his. So muscles are super close to the surface. Right, the skin is super thin, and the muscles are close to the surface, so you look even more ripped. And I was like, that is actually not great for your health. No, that's commitment to what you're doing, but also bad for you. I thought all the actors did a superb job. Um, I really loved the direction it was in. I mean, Queen Calanthe, who the actress was perfect for her. Geralt was perfect. Yennefer was actually perfect, despite... I even think she looks the part. You know what? They really did give her like some video game hair in that. It looks really good in some parts. I was like, damn, those <laughs> extensions. Um, and yeah, it's just a really cool. They each had their own timelines and their own stories. And it was great. Oh, I was going to say the reason I also thought it was great that the timelines were all fucking, fucking crazy and the editing was weird. is because the books. They're not in a real order. Oh, they kind of okay. like go shift, you know, and that. And so I was like, it's kind of, even if it was not intended, it's funny how it kind of mirrors yeah. the way the books were written. Interesting. A lot of order. Um, so, yeah. Um, oh, the only two things that I really had a big problem with were um, the, the lighting. I At times I thought it was juvenile. mm like blown out. And oh, like, I don't know if it was just the editor that whoever was editing it looks like it Xena or or up. Hercules about to walk through. Not that bad. I think they try to get too artsy with it, and it just made it look like it had an Instagram filter mm. on it the entire time. And I wasn't cool with that. I was like, keep the colors vivid, keep the contrast high, make it look beautiful. Do my favorite character designs make an appearance in the show? The three witches of the bog. They're actually not in the books. Boo! Oh, so I love them. No, they're only in the video game. Well, good on CD Projekt Red for designing them because they are incredible designs. Yeah. Like, all three of them are horrific. Horrific. And I loved them. There are some ugly-ass creatures, though. Yeah. No, those are... They are awful and so impressive. Yeah, so they're not part of it. Um, And the other thing I hope they 
they don't skimp on is the set design was a little bit uh, bare. I'm hoping for season two they kind of recognize what they have and they can kind of. Yeah, well, they already have a new costume designer for season two. I know that much. I really want the DP of Buster Scruggs to be on mm. to do The Witcher because that was such a beautifully shot show or film. So, anyway, those are just my little. It's good. Nice. I, watch it. No, we, we, I can't like, believe you haven't watched it. We honestly embarrassing. Haven't, we haven't been doing much Netflix. Uh, typically, whenever we have the TV on now, it's Disney Plus because I'm just kind of have the oh, Simpsons yeah. on pretty I passively. Saw the Mandalorian, didn't you, Rob? We didn't watched. You see the Mandalorian this last the Mandalorian. weekend. <laughs> This last weekend, we watched the first episode of The Mandalorian. Oh. That's how far we've gotten in that show. One episode. The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. Uh, or as uh, Todd's parents called it, The Mandalorian, which made me laugh. The Mandalorian. Um, but like, uh, yeah, so we've we've seen The Child. Oh. Now you know all. The Child exists. Now I know that what the internet told me like two months ago. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's that's just fine. Like it's I'm, it's good. Yeah, well, and my favorite character in the show so far is the Mando. bounty droid. Oh yeah, voiced oh. by Taika. He comes back with a vengeance. Good because I want more of that character because yeah. he was by far the coolest. Yeah, he comes back. Um, the last episode is the best episode. Good because seriously, like, so we have something to look forward to. Because like I didn't I didn't hate it. I, it's, right now I'm kind of like tired of Star Wars, but I think we can get into that in a minute. Uh, but like you know, it's it's fine, yeah. and it's it's nice and light. It's you know reasonable, and we'll it's see like how it a goes. Spaghetti western. When I hear that, like you know, there's an episode in the middle that everybody really hates, but then it comes back real good. And you know what? I didn't hate that. Oh, didn't, I didn't hate the one everybody else? hates. Okay. I I liked it for reasons of um, it kind of reminded me of um Battle for Endor, the Ewok movie. Oh, okay. All so right. that kind of like cheesy battle. Yeah. Scene. I liked it, but I can see why people don't like it. Well, it's on the TV front. Todd and I finished Watchmen. Oh, yeah, I say, and I haven't started that. Yeah, and that show is incredible. I know it's so good. You know, I will not spoil, except that it is so good. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, it's so good. I know. Um, I've also entered in the brave new world of Dice Towers. Do you know what Dice Tower is? No. Oh my What's god! What's that? Okay. It's so cool. So I'm gonna grab it. I don't have any dice. I do like your ugly sweater cookies, though. Oh, well, thank you. Those are cool. Um, With a puzzle. Is it a puzzle? That's a puzzle, yeah. A bunch of, like, retro video games. Yeah. I was thinking of the ugly oh, sweaters. The, that's literally an ugly sweater cookie kit. Oh, cool. So, this is a dice tower. So, um, I know, not a visual medium. Uh, this is, it's like an acrylic tower that has these little, like, sort of slats. bumper slats. Yeah, down the, or, no, like, slats, but, like, bumper plinko. Things. Exactly. So it used like you drop your dice in the top, it randomizes as it hits all these guys, and it lands in this neat little tray. So you don't have to worry about dice like falling off the table or people like knocking over pieces of the game when they roll and stuff. So it's just a really controlled way to do like an easy random roll. There are some that look much more I like I hate you, Rob. Well, so we've had problems recently with our betrayal nights where like the bigger the the house gets Eventually, the dice start going off the table or, like, hitting things. You know, you could literally put it in any little cardboard box. Well, I know, but this is super <laughs> cool. You have a fucking tower for your dice. It's so cool. Well, and, like, the first one I ever saw was actually wooden, like, with velvet on the inside. And it looked like a uh, tower of a castle. And I was like, that's ridiculous. And then I saw this lovely thing for, like, 20 bucks. And it's so oh cute. God. And it makes a good noise when they go down it, too. are hilarious. It looks like one of those old dice rollers that um, 
almost like an hourglass that you spin. <laughs> like almost like a like a bingo rectory kind of thing. Kind of. They <laughs> used to. I my dad used to have one. It's like a cage that looked like an hourglass. You spin it, and it, it yeah, it tosses the dice. Like a tumbler. A tumbler. Yeah. There. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty it's cool, though, right? Yeah. It's, it's like, you know, gravity. And yeah. All that. Well, anyway. you'll have to bring it to the next game night if you ever make it to one. Yes. No, because seriously, it's kind of, it's super fun. It makes it really, it's, yeah. it's awesome. <laughs> so yeah, like, movie-wise, though, um, we saw the movie everyone's talking about. Todd and I saw Cats. Oh, God. I didn't see it. Yeah. <laughs> Enough said. Well, I try not to, I, I don't talk about this too often just because, like, I don't know, it, it's still, there's still, I feel like, a stigma attached. But um, I got, like, super high. <laughs> and then we went and saw cats. Because, you know, that shit's legal in L.A. Yeah. Or in California. There's no stigma attached I, to it. I, I still feel like there's a stigma for, for smoking No, pot. I feel like there's more of a stigma attached to people who eat meat now. Okay, then. Yeah. Well, I did not eat meat uh, when we saw cats. But, um, yeah, I, but, like, I got pretty high before we saw Cats, uh, and it was an experience. Also, I didn't know the musical at all. Like, so I mean, I knew that there was a song called "Magical Mist Mistop." I did not know that song. No. The, the only no. song I knew, I kind of knew "Memories." Well, all of yes, okay. I knew "Memories" because, which I, I always want to say, "Memory." Cats. No, it, it that one's "Memory." Yeah, "Memory." Memories is from the way we were, right? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. But anyway, like... what My memory well, whatever. does not serve me correctly. <laughs> you know, memory from Cats, I knew because Barbara Streisand had a radio hit with it in the 80s. Okay. Yes. Um, and so that was the one song I knew. So I knew, like, nothing of this. If anything, like, McCavity was vaguely familiar. Yeah. But I couldn't have told you anything about it. And uh, holy shit, that movie is... Just, it's everything that everybody says it is bonkers it's it is a weird nightmare well i never really cared for the musical nor did i like i, I guess because i, I live have. at the pantages and i was just like yeah it feels really dated well <laughs> todd todd was saying that like i know it was basically a danceical that all it is is a bunch of songs with no real narrative well, it's like little snippets or vignettes of stories that are not connected. Yeah. Except for Griselda. Yeah, which, but for the most part, every single character is literally, every every song is, hi, this is my character's name, and this is what I do. Yeah. And then the next person's like, well, this is my name, and this is what I do. And it's just like, by, the, thir by the third <laughs> introduction song, I was, I looked, I leaned over at Todd in the theater, I was like, oh my god, I totally get what you meant now. Like, <laughs> this is literally just, uh, hello, how you do? Here's a four-minute song where, like, weird shit's going to happen. I'm a cat. Like, that movie was weird. And also, my, my favorite thing about the movie, though, by far, aside from laughing every time I saw Judy Dench on screen because she has that super <laughs> fluffy neck. Like, she has, she's one of those cats that has just, like, the huge mane coming out of the neck. Uh -huh. And so, like, every time I saw her just staring at camera looking solemn, I started laughing, which Todd had to start, like, elbowing me at the end. But the nice thing was everyone in our theater was totally on the same page as us. Everybody like, was in on the joke. Everyone went there <laughs> to see this train wreck. No one was like, we should go see Cats. I hear it's good. Yeah. No one said that when yeah. they saw this thing. So that was kind of nice. And like... That's so good. And like, it was... Even like, you know, when at the end when Old Deuteronomy, now played by Judy Dench, which apparently is a gender switch of the role. Okay. Which I did not know. Found that out later. When, when she says... I won't say who for anyone who cares. You are the jellical choice. A woman in the front went, 
oh shit. <laughs> and it was kind of like permission for us all to just sort of like have this Bust laugh out. and move on. It was so good. Uh, but like my favorite thing uh, was that um, in it, Ian McKellen <laughs> yeah. is like the one actor who decided to just go for it. Uh-huh. Or he's the one actor who saw the name of the movie because he's the only actor who really acts like a cat. Like, we're talking, like, everywhere he goes, he's kind of, like, slinking and, like, rubbing his head on things or, like, lapping out of a plate. Like, everything he does, he's not going to let you forget he's a cat. Other people, they could just be a person that a CG a cat, cat was suit. built onto. He is a cat. Like, and he owns it. And I don't know if that's part of his character. You know what, though? I don't know if it, he is just having a good old time. I think he's a furry. <laughs> but, like, the, the funny thing is, like, even between all the musical numbers, it feels like a different director told them what to do. And I get that they're each different people. But, yeah. like, seriously, like, two of the funny songs in a row are such different types of funny in, like, not a good way. Yeah. Where it's just like, oh, clearly, like, we're letting Rebel Wilson do this to her career. Yeah. We're also letting James Corden do whatever that is to his career. Yeah. Like, it's like they, they're just sort of like letting these people do this, but it seems like everyone doesn't know what type of movie they're in. Yeah. Some people think it's a very serious movie. Some people think it's a, going to be a mess. Like, the one person who gets out of this movie without their dignity completely in shambles, strangely enough, Taylor. Taylor Swift. Wow. She's the one person who I think gets to, like, come in, be sexy. The one cat with breasts somehow, by the way. Huh. And then she gets to just go away. Saunter like off. Yeah, she's barely in it. But, like, when she's there, it's effective. And she's on all the posters. Right? Uh, she does, however, roofie an entire room. Good. <laughs> so, like, she basically does the premise of the movie Climax to a room full of cats. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, she rides in and catnips the whole room. Yeah. So, Yeah. It's, I mean, it's the only way to get people to pay attention nowadays. Yeah, like, the, the movie's real <laughs> weird. And it's funny because everyone does say that, like, Idris Elba is probably, like, his career is, like, one of the more damaged from the movie. But the funny thing is he's wearing, like, a fur coat through a lot of the movie. And when he takes is off... Is he a pimp cat? He's, he's like, a magic cat? Oh, he's Mr. Mistopheles. No, no, he's, oh. he's McCavity. And he has magic abilities, oh, too, apparently, in this movie. It doesn't make any sense. Oh, and the scale of the movie is all over the place. Like, all over the place. You're as big as a house. Seriously, like, you're as small as a mouse. Seriously, like, oh, now, like, (laughs) you can sit on a chair. Now you could carry one. Whatever. It's just, it's real weird. It's just like, okay. Um, But no, like, uh, he, at one point, also, like, the, the rules about clothing are really strange in it because, like, Judy Dench is wearing, like, a giant coat, but it just looks like that's just her coat. Her coat. In a sense. Yeah. But, like, Meanwhile, like, Rebel Wilson, at one point, um, she looks like she's she's just a cat. Like, she's got a body of fur. And at one point, like, she, like, unhooks part of her shoulders. And, like... She strips her skin off? It flaps down. And now she's wearing, like, a glitter jumpsuit, like, over her fur. But clearly, like, she had this layer of excess fur that the other side of it is sequins. I don't get it. Maybe she's wearing a dead cat. Maybe. Well, like, and also, then, like... Uh, That's so, gross. And like McCavity, uh, Idris Elba is wearing a, a like a jacket, like a coat. This way looks like bigger. Then when he takes it off, so yeah, he's wearing another cat's skin. So he's a naked cat. And then like you see him running around. And the funny thing is though, because most of the cats have like different body hair than their bodies are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Idris Elba, his cat body hair matches his natural skin tone so at a glance it just looks like he's naked and it's kind of awesome like not as a cat just if you 
if you cross your eyes, you can just imagine it's Idris Elba. Yeah. And that's good. <laughs> but then, if you, then you remember he's a cat, and then it gets weird again. It's bad. Yeah, it's, it's real bad. Um, anyway, so yeah, we saw Cats, and I made it. I made it through it. Nice. It was, it was a mess. Um, also, but you had fun. I That's did all have that fun. Matters. I also did say to Todd, though, I was like, man, I'm so glad we never have to see that again. <laughs> and he was like, oh, no, we're going to see it again. Like, I was like, what? No, why? And he was, oh, he's going to buy it for you. Well, now. it'll likely be like, you know, one of those, not like a hate watch. It'll probably be like an ironic thing at like parties. Yeah. To have on. So funny. Um, but also because it's awards uh, screener time, we saw Bombshell. Oh, yes. I do want to see that. And we saw Jojo Rabbit. Oh, I want to see that too. Both very good. Um, so I hear um, Bombshells is good. It's just hard to make two like those three. I mean, those three fox women like martyrs. It, it's hard to find a reason to root for them, to be honest. Although, right. like Bombshell does speak to the larger, I think, sort of um, shittiness that women face in a male gaze influenced industry yeah and so like it is actually i think an important movie anyway even if it's hard to root for megan kelly or um what's her face gretchen carlson yeah um and then margot robbie's a fictional character oh okay i didn't know yeah no honestly she's like a she might be a collection of several women um but like she's not a one real person Mm -hmm. um but like dude the the makeup effects on charlie's are so good like she looks like megan kelly it's terrifying yeah like did that get nominated for best makeup at the oscars because it should have oh i don't know i don't know i haven't looked because yeah like if that wasn't nominated for best makeup effects are the nomination oh yeah they came out this morning yeah because that was like a little bit shocking like i mean it's in my news to talk about that but um no i don't know i mean i don't see why it wouldn't yeah i mean like i I hope so um because seriously like it was like the prosthetics in it are really good both for uh all the women, but also for um, and all the women. It was mostly Charlie's there, and probably they might have done something to Nicole Kidman, but like they kind of they just... gave her an awful wig. Oh, terrible! It's like crunchy. But like, and they, but then like uh, Roger Ailes, uh, John Lithgow. Yeah, totally. Like his voice is the only way I could recognize him at a at a glance. Um, but like they did a lot of people like just small little stuff to like make a guy more look, look more like Bill O'Reilly, one look more like Sean Hannity. Like they did really thoughtful um uh makeup effects to yeah. really do it and since they're all based on real people okay good nominees for makeup and hairstyling are bombshell joker judy maleficent and 1917 so yeah um, those are all good yeah i i kind of hope that bombshell does just because it was really like like i don't say subtle but it was it was good yeah like and it wasn't like you know big, sometimes crazy, subtle, you know sometimes effects. it's harder to do the subtle makeup than it is to do the like outlandish like maleficent makeup well and they turn you know, like a woman into another person, like who actually exists. Yeah. And they did and such still living a good and job. Yeah. yeah. And she didn't look terrifying at all. <laughs> like she easily could look like she was wearing a mask because I think they had to extend her chin. Huh. And I think they might've had her the back of her chin to square it off more. Yeah. Maybe. Um, Cause I it's think it's amazing. What, um... Cause Megan Kelly has a really statuesque jaw and a really pronounced chin. Yeah. She just has eyes like a shark. <laughs> 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 I mean, they're blue, but they're very, like, just cold. Um, That's but so funny. The movie's fascinating, though. She has eyes like a shark. That's a really good description. I mean, that says a lot right there. It does, right? Yeah. Um, and then, of course, we saw that other little, like, you know, independent film that uh, will never really become anything. Uh, I, uh, Star Star Wars? I, Star? I think I might have that? seen that, too. Yeah. But it was, like, 
the war in the stars like that. <laughs> the rise of, of something. Yeah. Anyway, no, uh, so we saw it opening night, actually. We, oh. We literally bought tickets the day of, and our theater, I think, had 20 people in it. I think there were Damn. more people. I think there were more people when, when people we saw. People angry. There were more people when we saw cats. Damn. People are real angry. We were in Missouri. So like it was oh, op- it was opening. They don't know what it is. Not I mean I think it does, I thought it did well everywhere. Uh but yeah, so we saw it like opening night inadvertently. We thought we were going to wait like weeks. Yeah. Um but yeah, so what do you think of it? Um okay, so it was a film I did not want to see only because I don't really care for these characters. I've said it before, I don't care for Ray. She's fine. I really don't care for Kylo Ren. What about Poe? I don't care for Poe. I don't care for the other girl. Poe is the only one that matters. The one who is on in with Poe the whole second film, or I guess the eighth film, right? Yes. Um, the the girl she she lost her sister at the beginning. Oh, Rose. Yeah, Rose. I don't care for her. I don't care for any of them. So um, what about Finn and Poe? They're meant to be. They're so cute. Finn's cute. I like Finn. How can you not love Oscar Isaac? In anything he does. Listen, buddy, I'm telling you right now how I feel. Okay, I'm just saying. <laughs> that sexy Guatemalan deserves more yeah. from you. More attention from you. I, I, I agree. He probably does. Um, however, no. I didn't want to see it. And then Travis actually said he really enjoyed it. And I was like, really enjoyed it how but i forgot that he really likes kylo ren also like, um, he's a super fan of and i'm like why he's so moody anyway so <laughs> moving on so i was like okay i have to see this film just because my brother likes it nobody wanted to see it with me which i understand i saw it and you know what i thought it was the best of the three new films uh the best of the the newest trilogy and it was it had fun moments and I don't want to give any spoilers out, but there were some really cool moments where I was like, oh, it's kind of crazy, and I love it. It's weird. I do feel like it overstuffed itself. It should have been, like, two movies. And, like, they introduced a lot of, like, new rules. But also, I don't care. I don't like, care. Yeah, it was funny, because, like, I just don't care that much. Like, I, yeah. I am such a casual Star Wars fan. Yeah. But, yeah. It basically kind of gave me what I thought a Star Wars movie was gonna give me, right? And and it's funny because I remember like everyone was like super upset about this one, and like the main question I always wanted to ask everybody was like, "Hold on, are we actually going to act like these have always just been paragons of quality?" Right. Like seriously, like even the original trilogy is flawed. This is the way. Yeah, it is not perfect. That first trilogy is flawed. Then the prequels happened. I'm sorry, like when the prequels happened and were terrible, half of your beloved franchise is bad a 50 percent success rate is not great this is the way like seriously and like but it's fine i love that everyone always just talks like star wars has always been infallible like literally like even the original trilogy a lot of people hate jedi i know you love jedi that's my favorite but like a lot of people don't like i still cry every time i even yeah. think about darth vader's death <laughs> like a lot of people don't like spoiler jedi, alert darth you know? vader dies in the sixth film <laughs> what but no and then like yeah but like the original trilogy or the prequel trilogy everyone just pretends didn't happen at this point and the new trilogy is fine like it's funny like it's just that thing of like i feel like if you have people sort their top or you know sort their their yeah. star wars i imagine the top three are probably going to be the original trilogy order may vary your second three are going to be the new trilogy order may vary and the last three are going to be the prequels 
hopefully Attack of the Sith is at the bottom. No, the second one, Attack of the Clones, is at the bottom. That one's the worst. Yeah. But, like, it's so funny. Like, I don't know, it was just funny acting everyone, like, everyone suddenly acting like, you know, just seriously, like, this perfect thing got marred by a movie that they didn't just adore. And I'm like, hold on, it's been way rocky, it's been a rockier road before now. Yeah. Like, well, that's true. Yeah. And I kind of like because how... I actually liked Ray a lot, so I was I was kind of into this story. I don't know if I loved how Do you it know went, what's funny. But I like her. Yeah, I I you know what I like both Kyle and Ray in the third film, mm. which I didn't care for them before. I think I they they finally grew up a little, which is nice for me. Yeah. Um, it's funny how I out of the we'll call them three trilogies out of the three trilogies, I like the third film of each trilogy the best. Mm. And the third trilogy of each film features Granny Palpatine. Right? <laughs> oh my god. Seriously, I, I, I saw her and I was the first thing I thought was, Granny! Um, no, sorry, because I, I definitely feel like Revenge of the Sith is by far the best of the original trilogy. Yeah. Um, but I do differ with you after that. Uh, well, most people do. No, people so people who think that... I say that Jedi is better than Empire. I think I'm nuts, but I prefer the the I prefer Episode Four. A New Hope. I prefer a New oh, Hope wow. to, to Empire. Um, and even it's then, good one too. I don't love a New Hope though. Like to be honest, like I don't think it's that great, but I do prefer it to Empire. Yeah. Um, I just love Ewoks. They're so cute, <laughs> and I love Jabba because he's fucking gross, and I love Granny Palpatine. And <laughs> you don't get enough Granny in any not, of the other. Not at all. No. And, of course, Darth <laughs> Vader breaks my fucking heart. So yeah. that's why I love the um, Return of the Jedi the most. Well, it's like Revenge of the Sith. I just it's funny thinking about that. Like, that was the first time I think I really felt something for the Vader type, or the Vader character, or Anakin. Yeah. Just because, seriously, oh, my God, the end of that is brutal. Like, yeah. it is dark. I did not think they were going to do that. Like, yeah. And so, yeah, at least it was nice and surprising and had, like, some emotional weight, unlike the previous two movies for me. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Like even of the the new three, I think I prefer. I think Force Awakens is my favorite. But I didn't hate the Last Jedi like a lot of people did. So like yeah, all three of the final ones. Like I think the new one's my least favorite. But even then, I still like it more than a lot of the other ones. I like the um, Last Jedi. That was the eighth one. Mm-hmm. Better than the Force Awakens. I didn't like the Force Awakens. I thought it was contrived. Well, I mean, I, contrived. Right. Yeah, I mean, it was a rehash of A New Hope. It wasn't good. In my, I just thought it wasted a lot of my time yeah but that's just my opinion hey so everyone's got them especially about star wars right this is the way right this is the way oh and speaking of star wars i think tomorrow from when we're recording this is when the new ride opens at uh oh it's so Galaxy's good Edge. Too. did you watch a ride through or travis you... literally stapled my eyes open put a seatbelt on me and made me watch oh it. yeah because you wouldn't be able to ride it otherwise probably um, yeah. Maybe that one you can. I can't re- ride the Falcon, but I can. And the Falcon's not worth riding. Yeah, that's what I hear. <laughs> I can ride this okay. experience, which looks so fun. It looks fun. super cool. I, I haven't seen any ride throughs yet because I want to go in cold. I did too, but Travis is like, no. And I was like, he fine. ruined it. He really wanted to show me, and I finally gave it up. Jeez, like, Travis. I know. But you, I don't even know when the next time I'll Disneyland. And if I'll ever, that's like a five hour wait, I'm it's sure. Crazy. So. All right, well, I guess yeah. we should talk about video games on this uh, video game yes. podcast. Um, go- oh, wait, I forgot to say oh, one more thing. Oh, sorry. Tell How me. How much time do we have? Plenty. Okay, so. It's I, our 100th episode. We can do what we want. I know. This could go on for years. Right. 
make up for all that lost time. This was recorded for months. Yeah. Um, so last podcast a month ago, I said I was going to become a member of Christine McConnell's um, Patreon. Oh. And I am now. So how much of that have you been watching? I've watched all of her episodes twice on her Patreon, and I've watched all of her Netflix series twice. Obsessed. <laughs> Did I tell you about, like, my favorite tweet about the show, by the way? What? There's this hilarious, like, uh, Canadian, like, I don't even know what he does, but he tweets a lot. Um, He's very funny. His handle's Mia Koopa. Um, and he, I think he tweeted something like, um, I just got through that, I just finished watching that Christine McConnell show and she never even fucks that werewolf. What was the point? <laughs> I was like, yes, what was the point? <laughs> no, I, I enjoyed that show a lot. Yeah, it's super cute. And I mean, yeah, highly impractical to reproduce, but I did enjoy watching it. Yeah. I mean, she does realize how ridiculous it seems yeah. for people to have all that equipment in their house. And there's something very calming about her voice like she just has a really like very controlled demeanor right she just i mean as crazy as her projects are she just somehow gets through them without not even like yeah. saying fuck she's so breezy about it just like, just oh, like yeah. And then. <laughs> yeah just very matter of fact here yeah. you go nice I love well it. happy uh patronizing yes so, i love to patronize <laughs> um so it's very exciting Nice. Oh, I also watched Dracula. The Netflix one? I saw the first of three episodes. How is it? It's um I've very it's, British. I've heard it's fun. Uh yeah. Um it's okay. Alright then. And it's fine. I know Todd watched AJ and the Queen this weekend. I haven't seen it. I do like the com I, I like the trailer though. The trailer is cute, so if that's all I see and I like that, I'm fine with it. I've heard some things. Yeah, well. I didn't watch it. That that's I not know. my show. It, it's probably my show. Uh, I probably will watch it because I mean I've loved RuPaul my entire existence. Well, and like if you are in the you know in any of the scene here in LA, you will see everyone you know. Like yeah. everyone, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I hear. Yeah. Whatever. Um. Anyway, so what you been playing? Oh, uh, what have I been playing? A Plague's Tale. I'm still playing. <gasps> I haven't finished. Did I start last time? I think so. What do, What do you think of it? Obsessed. You still like it? Great soundtrack, great voice casting, great rat visuals. effects. The rats are so much fun. Right. I love just chasing them with my little torch. I love rat puzzles. Yeah. So cute. The first boss kind of pissed me off. He reminded me very much of a Dark Souls boss. I was like, these these damn weird swings. They could go <laughs> every which way and hit you. It drove me nuts. It took me like six times to beat him. I was like, this is stupid. Oof. But, um, yeah, no, it's great. I love it, and it's such a beautiful story. It's, I, I really I liked love it. The family dynamic, yeah. So I'm having a good time. I'm actually like telling a ton of people where I work right now about it because a lot of them have actually never. It heard it's a of game it. that wasn't heavily promoted or spoke or what. Not a lot of people talked about it. Um, yeah, it just happened to go across my radar, and I was like, I'll give that a go. And the next thing I knew, like uh, another friend from work, she found it on her own. Yeah. Like, she was in Paris, I think, and she saw it uh, on a shelf. And she was like, well, what is that? And then she found out where it was. And it was out in America, too. And she was like, well, let's get it when I'm back. Yeah. And so she, she like, platinumed it, I think. And then um, one of the owners of, of uh, the company I work for, he he found it. And he was like, have you heard about this game? And I was like, yeah, I finished it, like, a month and a half ago. He was like, it's so good. So good. Well, and recently he fell in love with Death Stranding. 
okay. Yeah. Probably, yeah, Death Stranding. Ooh. That actually took over the office pretty much. Like, every, like I want to say at this point now, me, Caitlin, John, Mo, the owner of the company. Carson. Caitlin. Did I say Caitlin already? Yeah. yeah uh, you didn't say Carson. Carson hasn't played it yet. What? Um, He'd probably go the most nuts over n- it. No, actually, he doesn't, he doesn't do well with sort of like your more um, kind of artsy-fartsy stuff. Oh, um, he it, loved Red but, Dead, but he does love games that are beautiful, which that game is. Yeah. Um, and then uh, was and now um, Steve is playing, uh, and um, but yeah, like oh, and Kelsey watched a stream, a complete stream of it, uh, oh, wow. because um, she couldn't, she didn't want to deal with the tension of it, and yeah. so she just like watched an entire stream. So all of us, with the exception of Steve, have finished it at this point. Like, so it's kind of yeah. we have like a whole group of people that like all we want to do is talk about. It. So I think we're gonna do like a lunch or something. Huh. So we can just talk about this game. Um, it never really appealed to me. Not it, even in its earliest stages. I, I have to loan it to you later. You have to try it at least. It, like there's something on paper it sounds terrible and I would have hated it too. Like I could have sworn I was going to hate it. And now this year I think one of my gaming goals for 2020 is to do more classic games again. Like I really want to be better about that. I'm about to hook up my GameCube so I can play Metal Gear Solid The Twin Snakes which I bought and never played. Ooh. Because uh, I've actually yet to finish a Metal Gear Solid game. And now that I've played through death stranding i actually feel like i need to go back and experience kind of him creating the stealth genre in that way yeah just because seriously like death stranding is a new genre kind of and i had no idea i would love it as much as i did like so i kind of feel like maybe it's time to put my money where my mouth is and play some more kojima well, Pike's tale is stealth yeah well i, mean, I quite played quite a few, a few stealth games now i mean assassin's creed i played through all of them yeah it's um true. but like it is a thing though where i, I never play assassin's creed as stealth oh, I, do. I go in for the kill every time but like you know but i mean kojima is the kind of the guy who made the stealth genre yeah. and so um i kind of want to really oh give it a give it a go a fair shake i think tenchu was the stealth. that Ten- wasn't Ten- tenchu came after i think really i think it came after metal gear solid well also wow. we're talking like i mean he made metal gear for like the Commodore and like the That's NES, true. yes. Um, and that was one where like I guess the reason why um I sorry, I narrated this video package. He looks so good for his age. Oh, he looks incredible. He has not aged in he looks forever. So young. Um, I think is it he and Keanu Reeves? I think are the same age or something. Like it's or he and there's someone else that was like I found they were the same age. I was like that's nuts. Uh, no. Um, he uh. Like, the, the original Metal Gear, because I narrated this package for the Dice Awards a couple years ago, uh, had a limited number of bullets on screen. Like, and that's, that was the limitation of the hardware. And that's why he made a stealth game, because you couldn't just open fire. Uh, so you had to be very thoughtful with your, your, you know, efforts and your ammo. Yeah. And so, like, it was all about him using the limitations of the system to build that game. And then, but Metal Gear Solid for, you know, like, what, 96 or 97 for the original PlayStation was, like, the first time we'd seen a cinematic game on that sort of scale. You know, the way he told the narrative and all that, which his narratives are usually batshit crazy, but I'm definitely curious yeah. to, like, kind of get that experience now that I kind of, that I did experience it in Death Stranding, and I didn't hate it. I actually really liked it. Yeah. So, I need to give him another go. But, um, what else have you been playing? Anything else? I've been played Tale? Uh, just the, the Sega Genesis. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've played, um, Castlevania Bloodlines. Not through, but a lot of it. Like, halfway, I think. Travis and I tried to get through it. Uh, during Christmas, um, I played the Virtua Fighter for Sega Genesis. Oh my god, that game is so ugly, isn't it? It's pretty sad. Um, I played Altered Beast. Did you Earthworm Jim? No, because I played so much Earthworm Jim. I will get to it eventually, but I just knew I, did, I could. I loved that game so much. It has one and two. 
Well, because I never really played too much. Uh, it's but, hard also. Yeah, two I thought was harder than one. Yeah. And, but I was really good at one. But I also rented it from Blockbuster like a bunch of times. Yeah, I more than once at it as well. <laughs> um, there's just so many good games on it that I haven't even like scratched the surface. But I did. They pl- I played some like games I'd never even heard of before. Just to, and I don't remember names, but they were actually fun. Yeah. So I'm a lot of people ex- are saying it's like one of the better software libraries of one of the mini classic consoles. Oh yeah, we, and um, Mickey's uh, Castle of Illusion yeah. was, is great. I wish I had Mickey Mania. That was like my favorite does, of the Mickey games. No, it has not Mickey Mania. No, mm. it has two Mickey games. I don't think it has Mickey Mania. Have to look it no, up. I feel like I have to go back and look because I have it in the back yeah. bedroom. But it has like Toe Jam and Rural. It has uh, somebody told me. Um, oh, it's one of those like. Ooh, it's an RPG. Beyond Oasis. Yes. Yep. I was about to say it has that one. That one's super rare. Fantastic. And that one's it's not super rare, but it's not cheap if you find a copy of it. Okay. So that's actually a really good one to have. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited to like get into it. it has I just Echo the Dolphin. Oh. Right. It has Sonic. And it, it only has Sonic one and two, right? It doesn't have three or Sonic and Knuckles. I want to say it's, I think it's one, two, and Spinball. Spinball, yeah. Does it have 3D, like Sonic 3D Dash or whatever, the one that's like isometric view? I don't think so. Okay. It has three Sonic games. Yeah, so it's one, two, and Spinball. Yeah. That's a bummer because I wish it had three in Sonic and Knuckles. But, you know, yeah. you can't have it all. Cause, you can't have it all. Because Sonic and Knuckles at least also gave you other versions of Sonic 1, 2, and 3 well, when you latched if them on. I'm going to do another. Maybe. I can see that. There's another 30 good games in the Genesis catalog to put Just out there had the most games of any console oh really yeah yeah there's a bunch more they could be doing they there's a ton more they do, so i'm not scared they're, they're fine nice well it's, i've been doing a lot of destiny 2 because uh a bunch of you know uh people from work like friends from work are actually like way into it now that it's free to play up through forsaken and um and so we've been doing a lot of destiny 2 um oh yeah they're actually further ahead in the uh the this season's ranking than i am like they're very intense um but it's super fun and i realize i'm like one raid away from a platinum trophy which is kind of fun that's cool so soon that will happen yeah um i'm also doing my third playthrough of sleepy dogs sleeping dogs excuse me but i always say sleepy dogs uh i love that game so much um i also started playing black sad under the skin that game i was telling you about that was like a hard-boiled detective game where it's a person with like a cat head yeah started playing that it's basically a telltale game yeah for better or for worse, but it's very mature with its themes, as some Telltales were. Um, so far, having a good time. It's not. I'm. It's very casually, kind of like a dip in every now and then. Um, and then uh, I finished game number thirty-one for last year, and that was my total for the year. It was thirty-one games, way less than normal. Uh, I finished Gris or Gree. I think Getting it's Gris. old, Rob. I know, right? Getting old. Uh, I finished Gris on the Switch while I was in Missouri. Um, and then this is a weird one. Okay, so have you heard of a game called Bendy and the Ink Machine? Yes. Really? It looks so cool. Okay, so, like, I always, like, whenever I go to a GameStop, I always see all this merch. I see t-shirts. I see Funko Pops. I see stuffed animals. I see these little jars of, like, slime that look like ink. And Todd's nephew is, like, super into this. Mm-hmm. And we were, like, so we bought, like, for Christmas, we got him some Bendy stuff. And we were like, what is it? And he was like, it's a game. And we're like, okay, we know that. But like, what kind of a game is it? And they tried describing it and they couldn't really describe it very well. It's like Cuphead animation almost. It, it's Cuphead character design. Yeah. Not so much the animation style because it's in 3D. Oh, right. Um, but like, it was released episodically, turns out. And then they did like a collection of it. We found it on Xbox for like 10 bucks at Target. 
as like a clearance thing after Christmas. And, um, and we saw it and I was like, oh my God, we should actually like, what is this? Because seriously, we have no idea what it is. And like, um, we actually looked it up because the weirdest thing is like, I follow Kotaku, Destructoid, Polygon, uh, Engadget. Uh, yeah, we mentioned that. Slash Joystick. Like <laughs> all these things. No one has ever written an article about this. And I was like, what is this game? How is there so much merchandise for this game if I've never heard of it? And I'm I've, surprised you haven't heard of it. It's been out for a long time. It's been out for like three years now. Yeah. And like, and I totally am like, I... I have my finger on the pulse usually. Like, I, I often know about games that don't get advertised. I'm fucking playing Black Sad right now, which is not really, like... <laughs> You're getting old, Rob. Right? You're getting old. But I'm playing a game that, <laughs> that I never saw any trailers for. Like, this is... I I listen to things. I'm on Twitter. And yet, like... And so, um, uh, Mo from work, uh, he actually looked up... Um, he, he typed in, like, why is, why is Bendy popular? And he found a Reddit thread literally saying, he like, would why is this popular? Aggressive. But like, it was actually great. They were like, oh, it was a game that was um, just – it was made popular by streamers, which would make sense why Todd's nephews would watch it or would know it because they watch a lot of YouTube. And like I think that's why they know Five Nights at Freddy's. They've never played the game, but they've seen the streamers. Yeah. And so I think this is the same thing because Todd started playing this game and like we don't know who it's for because it, like the gameplay feels very simple. So it feels like it's not that challenging. But when it suddenly gets challenging, it gets very challenging. The game is full of scares. Like, yeah. it's dark. Uh, but also there's something about its art direction or audio design or something. It puts me to sleep within five minutes. If I'm on the couch and Todd starts playing, by the time he gets his second audio log, I'm out. I have no idea why. I've never watched more than 10 minutes is of this it game like at a time. old 1920 music? It must be. There's, some, there's something about it. I, I don't know what it is. It usually creeps me out. It is like instant sleep for me, huh. um, whatever the game is doing. But anyway, so um, but yeah, I'm just fascinated by Bendy because like it's been merged to death, and I had never even really seen it in action until recently, and I still can't stay awake whenever it's on. Um, but anyway, that's pretty much the extent of my gaming. It's been mostly Destiny. Yeah. Um, and then real quick, because we always do this, for January, PS Plus, Uncharted, the Nathan Drake collection. Oh so you get God, three so Uncharted good. games on PS4. Just play two over and over and over. It's amazing. It's my favorite game ever. Play it. And then also uh, Goat Simulator. Not Satine's favorite game ever. No. <laughs> okay, then. On, uh, for Xbox, Games with Gold, uh, which, oh, by the way, also, you can throw a coin to your Witcher or toss a coin to your Witcher because uh, on Game Pass, they got Witcher 3. Shut it down. Yeah, so if you got Game Pass, you can play Witcher 3, and it'll keep you busy, oh, I don't know, forever. Um, yeah, that's a great free game. Right? Uh, and then Games with Gold, though, for the month on Xbox, uh, Batman Telltale game, and uh, Sticks Shards of Darkness, which is like a stealth game. <laughs> but seriously, Game Pass, still killing it, and now they got The Witcher. That's great. Yeah. Witcher is literally $15, though. But So you wouldn't no, break yeah, the true. bank? Not a lot. Oh, they also recently just got GTA Five, which that's a pretty good one. All right, that it, that's not super expensive, but it's not cheap, and it's kind of always relevant. Yeah. Anyway, so that's what I've been playing. Um, that's great. Yeah. Should we learn? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, on our hundredth episode, we have to do every category. Rob. Oh my god! Every category. Every category. Except one that's coming up. <laughs> <laughs> I have to get to that if we do, if we don't, we don't. Um, so the word, oh yeah, isn't there a song? No, it's just the word of the, the week. The word of the week. Um, oneric. Oneric. Can you like, spell that for me? Yes. I was like, how do I pronounce this again? Oneric. O n e i r i c. 
Oneric. Jesus. Um, I know. You'll never guess unless you know it. It feels like an adjective. False. Yeah, then I'm already wrong. It, I was going to say it, it sounds like something that's Oh, like, yeah, no, no. It wasn't that. Okay, it sounds like an adjective of something that is like I don't know weathered is, or like emaciated or falling apart. No. What is it? What is it? That's fine. What is it? Um, Of or relating to dreams. All right, then. Oneic. Never would have known that. I never will ever use it. Right? I, I already forgot it. Yeah, I like, seriously, I, but yeah, it's gone. I, I kind of relate it to, it has nothing to do with it, but in Overwatch, the big, the big war happens and it's called the Omnic Crisis. Oh, yes. And I think of Oneic Crisis, <laughs> but there's no dream. Yeah, this, there's the robots. nothing related at all there. No. All right, then. But that's how I will remember it, is the Omnicrisis Oneic. Which you're not going to remember it. No. Okay, then. Uh, should we go to the Vinyl Frontier? It's the Vinyl Frontier. All right. Um, real fast. Uh, from Laced Records, my Resident Evil Zero and Code Veronica X arrived. <laughs> also, um, I actually just happened upon a copy of uh, Days Gone from Mondo at Amoeba. So, got of course, that? you did. You just happened. Yeah, just happened just crossed its path and said, "I'm going to take you home, That's little you little baby, little baby Yoda." Also, uh, my my box set for Mega Man One through Eleven arrived. It's lovely. So now I can listen to the complete soundtracks of Mega Man Two and Three. To my heart's content. Which is probably a few times. Oh, it's I used to listen to those in the car all the time. Todd actually had to request that I stop. Please stop. Like, there was, he, was, he was always like, he's like, can you please not? I can't I can't right now with this. <laughs> That's usually when he gets to that point in my car, he's like, I'm sorry, I, I can't. Can you stop? That's good. Anyway, so should we be pumping the brakes at all? Is there any sort of jam we should oh, be? Oh, God. No, actually, we should just keep on trying. Oh, okay. So this is the one section we're not going to do? Yeah. Well, it's right. Like, the game section was the shortest part of this podcast, which is funny. But, like, this is just the pop culture centennial. It's the end of the year. It really is. I mean, whatever. I. You know. There's just not... Yeah, because we talked about the game awards last time. Yeah. Like, there's, it's. I feel like we kind of did like some of the end there of the really year stuff. There hasn't been anything that's come out. No, December's rough. Yeah. So, all right. Well, on to some news. Yes, on to some news. So today was uh, the Oscar nominations happened. Oh, today. Yes, was it good for Parasite? It got a bunch of nominations, oh. which is awesome. Joker actually got the most nominations. It, I haven't seen it either. Oh, it's fine. I want to um, see it. And uh, bummer for Greta Gerwig, which is fuck. She uh, like Little Women was nominated for like six categories, I think, but Greta Gerwig was not nominated for director. And everyone kind of saw this coming, and it's messed up. Uh, um, but I was happy to see Parasite get nominated for so much, including Best Picture uh, and Best Director, because that movie was awesome. Yeah. Um, Charlize Theron's up for Bombshell. Nice. Uh, Florence Pugh from Midsummer is nominated for her role in Little Women. Oh, good. Um, I haven't seen Little Women yet. I hear it's very good. I still haven't seen Midsummer. Oh, my God. <laughs> I loved that movie. I know. Well, and also, like, I, uh, I read a thing saying that, like, I guess uh, Florence went from Midsummer, like, wrapped the next day she was doing Little Women. Damn. Which is kind of cool. Like, good for her. Uh, and, like, and, like Midsummer's a good performance. It's a bummer that horror movies are so often overlooked commord season because i feel like she did a hell of a performance as did tony collette in hereditary yeah so like it's just a bummer to see like this director he gets he he gets amazing performances from great actresses and nothing 
Well, Get Out kind of changed that. When Get Out didn't get any noms for Lupita either, and it should have. Oh, no, it was right to Get Out. Uh, I meant Us. Us yeah. Just, yeah. Um, but yeah, Get Out did really well, but Us, nothing. nothing. I, I could have told you it would have gotten nothing. Really? Yeah. Lupita was so good, though, in a dual she role. She was good. Um, it just didn't blow my mind. Her inverse speaking, though, and like just the, the way she handled the two roles, I thought that she would have gotten a little something. Hell, you know what? I would have even taken makeup or costume uh, design because I kind of loved the it's iconic the red jumpsuit with the leather gloves and the the, and the gold and the scissors shoes, yeah like I kind of really liked that and even just the fact that Lupita's character like near spoilers for anyone who has seen or who hasn't seen us heads up for the next like ten seconds um the fact that Lupita's clothes start white and as the movie goes on get more and more stained red implying her transition her true like self origin yeah. <laughs> um and so yeah it's kind of neat that like i mean it's like you know it's 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 a fun i i us is deeply flawed in that it like breaks its own rules a whole lot but it like it really does but i had so much fun with it there and so much of it stayed with that me. will be forever unanswered yeah. in that film but yeah it just it stayed with me and um someone that's in the the show watchman is in us and i had a huge crush on him and oh, that's so cute moving on okay so just kidding <laughs> um and what else uh awesome games done quick 2020 just ended they broke a new record. They raised $3.1 million oh, over that week of speedruns. I know Alfredo was all about that. I was watching quite a few of them. I had them streaming in my office uh, all week. So, yeah, True. fun to watch. Speedruns are often kind of hard, though, just because they get real weird. I love them. They break the game. Yeah, when they start breaking it, though, like, if I don't know what they're doing, I'm sort of like, okay, you're, you're, I, okay. Like, <laughs> I might, I'll just come back later Yeah. when I see something I recognize because you going through a wall. Not the most compelling content, but it is actually fascinating that they figure out how to do that. Yeah. That's so cool. Like, how? Yeah. How? I told you I saw the Bloodborne speedrun oh. a while ago, and I was like, what the fuck? Well, and the Bloodborne speedrun is so funny, because they, they have to do an unpatched version of the game, like the 1.0 version on the disc, and they have to jump over a fence. Yeah, and it drops you into yeah. another level. Yeah, and that, because that got patched away um, so funny. for uh, future versions. Good cheating wow <laughs> um so i don't have a ton more news i have a couple little things uh i didn't have a lot to talk about streets of rage 4 has been announced it does look neat it's very retro vice city kind of cute neon jungle i'm obsessed it looks like it's gonna be awful however it i love the art direction all right but I'll i also love the first three streets of rages so well hopefully it has as good of a soundtrack as streets of rage 2 oh because so that soundtrack good. is incredible. Yeah. But Streets of Rage 3, the soundtrack is weird. Yeah. It's a bunch of noises. I don't remember it. I literally bought it on vinyl thinking that I must have heard it and loved it in the past. And I listened to it and I was like, this feels like a mistake. Yeah. It's real weird. Oh. Like, it's it's avant-garde for a video game soundtrack even. Huh. It's weird. All right. Um, yeah. I recommend to anyone who's curious because it's, it's real weird. Yeah. Um, did you hear about the Uncharted movie? It lost its sixth director. Oh my god. Yeah. Like, and it's so funny. I feel like by the time they actually make it, Tom Holland will actually be not be... He'll be 90. Yeah, he'll be too old to be a young <laughs> Nathan Drake at that point. Um, but also, it's, uh, one I read one article, or read a headline, rather. I'm not going to pretend I read the whole... Because uh, the headline said everything I needed. It was like, Uncharted movie loses sixth director. Do we really still need an Uncharted movie? Do we? No. The games are great. Yeah. Let them be. Yeah. I don't think I need a movie. 
I don't need one. The movie's going to feel small. And they're going to ruin it. Right? It's going to feel small compared to the games. The yeah. games are so good, and they, they handle scale and scope and, and, and uh, what's the word? Uh, spectacle. So well. I just, why yeah. bother? I mean, whatever. If it comes out, I'll probably see it, but still. I mean, I'll see it. It's going to suck. Yeah. I already know it's going to suck. There's no way it can be any good. The best video game movie to date has still been Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle, and that wasn't even really a video game movie. It was just a movie using video game tropes. Uh, or a movie about a video I'm game. I'm still for The Witcher. But that's based oh, off the Oh, yeah. Books. Well, I haven't seen the show yet, still. And it's either. based off the books. It is. But still. Um, According to this Time article I read today, it's based mm. off the video game, even though it's based off the books. Yeah, because I, like, I knew it was based on the books. I was like, how does that make any sense? People are dumb. But it was Time. They're smart. Not about, obviously, video games, but like they made it about video games even though it wasn't. People can still do poorly researched articles. Yeah. Um, another little fun little bit of news, just because I thought it was neat. Yes. The cats got patched. Did you hear about that? The cats? Cats, the movie. Oh, okay. When it came out on like December 20th, I think, uh, it got rushed a bit. And apparently there were some unfinished visual effects in it. I don't know specifically what they are. We've yet to hear confirmation from anyone about what they were. Some people theorize is it theorize it's Judy Dench having a human hand with a wedding ring. Uh, when I saw it, her hand still looked pretty human, and we saw the updated version of the movie. So I don't think that was it. I've heard rumors about dancers in the background that weren't transformed into cats. They're literally just people. Um, and I've also heard rumors that uh, early versions of the movie had, like, any shot of the River Thames. The Thames is not animated. It's just a still frame. I have, like, I've heard so many different things, and I've yet to see any visual proof of any of them. Yeah. But I do know the version I saw was still not great, and its visual effects were still fucking weird. And so I'm really curious what it was. But, like, what was so fascinating, though, was this is unheard of for a movie studio to be like, they sent a memo being like, hey, there's a new version of the of the movie. Please update your print. Like, download this new version. That's the version you have to show. It's like a video game. It must be updated by Christmas Eve. And a lot of people were like, what? What is this? And every person who ever played a video game suddenly spoke up and they're like, oh, it's just a content patch to sort of fix a problem. Video games do this all the time. Yeah. But, like, I love that, like, movies are now doing video game style patching. Yeah. Although, um, it bums me out. I really want to see the original disaster version of Cats. And then also, uh, there was a really funny tweet from that guy. I talked about that Canadian guy, Mia Koopa. Yeah. Uh, who was saying, he's like, oh, my God, they should just keep patching cats like every two weeks just do a new version of it like oh my god did you see cats right now judy dench has lobster claws right now <laughs> like just do it just fucking do it can you imagine how crazy that would be if every two weeks they just added something new that would be fun but i don't think they could keep that going for very long oh i would probably see that movie every six weeks would you i think so i think if they did something like that where it just got outlandish and like over the top almost like exquisite corpse style thing like you know that like when you you get the last paragraph of of a story and you have to write a new chapter or whatever or you get the last sentence of something and you have to build a story on it okay it almost feels like that they should pass around a bunch of directors and just let them run and do whatever they want with like their 40 seconds of the movie (laughs) (laughs) like just just break it up into pieces and let everyone go nuts and make this truly the disaster it, it was born be to be nightmare. oh it already is yeah like let it let it just do that <laughs> um i only have two other bits of news what do you what do you have oh god um well nintendo world universal studios opens this summer in japan oh my god so that sounds neat get your plane passports. tickets now <laughs> your passports your baggage check your what's the one where you go straight through 
your pre-check. Pre-check, thank you. And um, get to Japan and ride that mushroom. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> you have a new catchphrase for 2020. Ride that mushroom, everybody. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yikes. Um, <laughs> well, uh, the day after the Game Awards, uh, they announced that there's going to be DLC for The Outer Worlds coming uh, in 2020. Ooh. And that's all I know about that. Okay. This is fun. Yeah. I liked it. I don't know if I'd ever go back and play it. I mean, I would maybe. I. It's not like Detroit Become Human, where it's like a billion different options, which Steven just finished. All of his characters live, by so the way. So did mine, yeah. Mine all died. He did completely different paths than me that I had never seen in my game. It's nuts. It's just well, nuts how vast that game is. Hearing about other, hearing everyone else's Kara ending outcomes, I was just like, "What did you do? Like, what happened?" Oh my god, I Who had hurt to, you. I had to give myself in. <laughs> I did. He didn't even get to. He didn't even get to the bus station attendance or whatever. So crazy. He went a whole different route. I was like, "What? You're insane." Um. Also. Did you know that Microsoft is developing an app to weed out sex offenders or predators for children? What is? I don't know. I don't know what I just said. It's getting really late and I'm tired. Yeah, it I started is a new job this week, so I'm kind of... And mazel tov, by the way. Thank you. Um, I'll just read it. Okay. Microsoft looks to detect sex predators in video game chats. Mm. Okay. So the project is nicknamed Project Artemis. It sounds okay. like something from a movie. And um, the tool automatically scans text-based conversations and rates them on the probability that a user might be trying to sexually or tra- uh, trying to sexually exploit children. Wow, I can't read. Human moderators are then able to review the flag conversations to determine if they should report them to law enforcement. So apparently, um, you can download this app. I think tomorrow. Really? So the day, yeah. So this, yeah, already by the time this comes out. All right then. So did you have that? No. Oh, you just crossed something off. No, I was. That was just for my next thing. Yeah. So it's great. Yeah. Get those fuckers. Yeah. Um. Except just don't screen my chats because I'm actually talking to grown men, but we can be kinky. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Now you just found yourself on a whole bunch of lists. Um, well, uh, late last week, the Dice Award nominations were announced, which okay. the Dice Awards, you know, I'm hardly impartial. Yeah. Uh, but um, it's like my favorite video game award show. And um, I'm not going to do them all because that's nuts. But the award show uh, will be Thursday, February 13th. And um, so announcements of stuff. uh well, also, I guess I can actually probably announce this at this point. Um, I will also be the voice of God for that again. The voice of I God. I shall be the voice of God. Say so, it like this, Rob. No, I'm not going to talk like that. Please Introducing well... Jessica Chobot. No, I'm not going to do that. Don't talk like that. <laughs> um, but anyway, so uh, this year, 65 games uh, received nominations. Control and Death Stranding have the most, with eight nominations each. Followed by Disco Elysium and Call of Duty Modern Warfare, each with six. That's crazy that there's 65 different titles out this year. Normally it's in the 70s. That's fucking... Like, normally nuts. there's even more. At least when I when I used to do the, the video packages for these, I used to count up how many games that I had to shoot. That's and nuts. usually it was in the 70s. Um, but yeah, four nominations each include Outer Wilds, uh, Untitled Goose Game, 
so yeah, like there's there's quite a bit of stuff in here. So I'll just give like two fun little like sort of you know, I'll give you, give you game of the year and one fun one. Okay. So game of the year. The nominees are Control. Yeah. Death Stranding. Yeah. Disco Elysium. The Outer Wilds. Or just Outer Wilds. Which I've not played yet. It's on Game Pass. John was he played it. He adored it. Like okay. loved it. Okay. And Untitled Goose Game. What? Uh, well, if that game wins, that'll be nuts. I don't think it'll win game of the year, but um, but it definitely was a big kind of it cultural touchstone for right, the year. That's what it should win. It should win. Um, it it. I want to say it's up for best indie. Even most most unlikely to succeed. <laughs> there aren't superlative awards at the Dice Awards. Uh, it is actually, however, uh, the award for um outstanding achievement in character, Goose is nominated. I haven't played that game yet, though. It's super cute. I know, it's fun. I do need to play it. Everybody loves it. I saw Ben's little duck statue. Oh, my God. It's a goose. Uh, yeah. Uh, Does it lay a golden egg? Then I don't care. It's not a golden goose. It's just a goose. Okay. Uh, but no, like that thing is super cool because it has like a magnet on its beak so you can put your keys on it. I want Or other that. things. Just cute. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. So that's my news. That's all I got. Cute. Well, I have one last article which i'm actually yes. probably going to read this entire article because it's short and it's so fucking adorable it's the perfect way for us to end our 100th episode I oh think. good so this is from um uh, cbs news as the u.s ages older americans flock to video games i'm obsessed old people playing video games is my favorite thing now well, it's like we bowling man it was totally the no, thing yeah yeah this is what it talks about yeah okay did you read this article? No, that's just been a thing since the Wii happened. Ugh. Like retirement homes all got Wii's so they could do God, bowling tournaments. You're ruining my, my I'm sorry. Story. I'm sorry. Continue. Okay. No, this is good. It's all good. Although teenage boys remain the most avid game video game players in the US, they're being joined at console by another group, their grandparents. More than 10 million Americans aged 50 and older became active video gamers over the past three years, according to the AARP survey. In 2016, there were 40 million senior gamers, a number that mushroomed to about 51 million in 2019. Crazy. My mom plays games on her phone every day. My dad doesn't. He should, though. Maybe it'd expand his horizons. You need to find him a good game. I know. He needs to play, like, would be a good one. Not Candy Crush. Catherine. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Um, To be sure... People in their mid-30s still make up it, the majority. Ugh, we're so old. We're the majority. Yeah. No, it's, I, it's the, the average gamer is usually one year older than me. Like, I'm usually just on the, the down, like, just underneath the average. And I'm not even mid-30s anymore. Well, I'm upper mid-30s. Yeah, and I'm firmly, like, I'm just on the, the uptick of, of mid-30s. It's embarrassing. Okay. Uh, blah, 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 blah. But the rise in gray-haired gamers has big implications that for feels how like a read on me. <laughs> right. Companies like EA and Nintendo market and create new products. Okay, so uh I'm just gonna read Old People Love Game TLDR. Old people love gaming. Now Really? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a stress release, somebody says. Allison, whatever. <laughs> wow, such such oh, such attention and uh, devotion and like just uh, appreciation. Skip, skip, skip. Here we go. We're just going to end. We're going to keep going. Okay. Says Allison, whatever. <laughs> <laughs>
we respect her. We do. She's doing the Lord's work. Okay, so here we go. Take Pennsylvania resident Barbara Evans, 79, who loves playing Nintendo Wii Bowling with three of her friends in her retirement community, Rydell Park in Jenkintown. <laughs> this is real. <laughs> Evans and friends gather twice a week and bowl three digital rounds, a, a year-long tradition that has become a very social thing. Uh, it's a lot of fun when there's other people coming and going, and they'll stop and watch and they'll cheer on this one and that one, Evans said. <laughs> it's in a real place, like Janelle. Remember Janelle? <laughs> Jenkintown. No, remember, yeah. I remember Janelle. Yeah. Yeah. Janelle. Janelle. Alaska. <laughs> <sighs> that was awful. I, I'm smarter since two years ago. Thank you very much. We're actually, this is our, wow, we're three years old now. Oh my God. We'll be three years next week. Jesus. This is crazy. All right then. Okay. So Evans once bold. Uh, who cares? Okay. The last, last little bit. Okay. The game helps Evans think back to her days as a single 20-something working as a nurse. She would finish an eight-hour shift, then leave at 11 p.m. to bowl in a competitive league. When Evans got married, she and her husband bowled in a league for several years. She has played Wii Bowling for the past seven years. That's so cute. That's That's very sweet. So touching. Yeah. What a great way to end our centennial. Except I think that's still years, isn't it? Uh, our hundredth episode, our spectacular, our spectacular, indeedly. Uh, so, who's your crush? You got a crush? Yeah, you crush. Wow, is it you're, time? You're forcing me, so that means we're almost out of time. Yeah, or was that the end? It was the last thing you had, right? That was it. But we are running out of tape. Okay. Um, but like, so, I'm, so is it time for the? It is time for the crush, 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 crush of the week, week. <laughs> crush jesus that was like a dance and a shimmy it was an upbeat one i like it that's good right so who's your crush? so my crush is actually a real human being get out of here yeah well i've crushed on jake from overwatch i know so it's so fine i thought i could do this so and i'm gonna fuck up the name i think it's harblue harblue okay h-a-r-b-l-e-u he's a streamer on twitch i'm obsessed with him he has no idea I exist, which is fine. <laughs> I know he's of age. He's like 27, I think, at least. And he's super goofy, super nerdy, super just... He's an Overwatch player, so he plays mainly tank. He does um, uh, Hammond and Sigma the most. Mm. And um, I find him fucking adorable. He has a laugh like a leprechaun. <laughs> it's high pitch and cuckoo. He... And I just think he's... He needs to cut his hair. I love his hair. A little bucket of yeah, hair? Yeah. a bucket His in. little mop. Yeah. I kind of think it's adorable. And, like, when he gets, like, into a tense mat- intense matches and he, like, starts to sweat, it, like, starts to... He's just, like, just, like, mop hair. <laughs> I think he's super adorable. And he always has, like, this sinister look on him, but he's just smiling. But he always, like, has this, like, sinister smile, even mm. though it's, like, his happy smile. Yeah. So it's really funny. He's adorable. So he's well, my crush. Speaking of real-life Overwatch people, Jake announced his retirement from I the Overwatch didn't League. Didn't announce that. Yeah, yeah. It's him and Custa. But the, I have no team. But the nice thing is that Jake is going to be uh, doing announcing. So you'll see him all the time. But yeah. I now see him on Twitch all the time. He's yeah. always streaming. Yeah. Well, whenever there was a speed run of a game I didn't care about, like a Pokemon game or something, I would hop over to Jake's channel. Yeah. But 
I have no team now. There's no Valiant. They even changed the colors. Really? They're now like baby blue and yellow. That's like UCLA colors. Yeah. It's like LA Dodgers meets UCLA. Boo. It's really ugly. No good. All right. No well, good. my crush yes. on to better things. Uh, the Drifter from Destiny 2. Ooh. Um, do you I don't to know meet that him? one. No. He's like. I'll look him up. He showed up in Destiny 2. Yeah. Uh, he is, I'm assuming, Asian of descent. Or uh-huh. Asian descent. Um, he's like he's a kind of like rebel. I don't really know a lot about his character. Oh yeah, but he's, he's very Hanzo. He's very mysterious. He's slightly Hanzo. Um, and he just seems like a fun dude. Like he's, I mean, he hosts and runs the best multiplayer mode in the game. Um, which I don't know if you ever played uh Gambit mode, but Gambit mode's so cool. It's I like haven't. it's PVEVP. Okay. So you're mostly playing against the AI because you need to kill the, everyone. Yeah, if you beat an enemy, you, they drop a moat, and then you have to go bank that moat. Once you bank 75 of them, you get a boss. First team to kill their boss wins. Mm. And then every couple of minutes, though, you are able to invade the other player's team and hurt them. And if you kill somebody who's holding a bunch of moats and they haven't banked them yet, they drop them. So you can go and kind of just like mess people up, and then later once their boss shows up, if you go and invade and kill anyone on their team, their boss uh, gets more life. Like their boss heals oh. when any of them die. So yeah. your your goal is just go in there and kind of mess shit up. Yeah. But like, um, it's also just you, know, you need to collect stuff and bank them. Oh, and if you have like X amount of of moats and then you bank them, it sends a small enemy to their team and makes it so they can't bank stuff until that enemy's been killed. And if oh, you have wow. like, and if you have like, you know, Y amount of moats, I think it's five and then ten. I think if you have ten moats, you send a medium uh, size enemy, and if you have fifteen, you send a large uh, size enemy. So you can really kind of like interfere with the other player's team, but your main goal is your goal, right? Which is fun. So I like that sort of PVEVP kind of quality. That's and, a fun approach. Yeah, the drifter's super mysterious and kind of mischievous and fun, and I like him. Yeah, he doesn't look like. The typical Destiny character. Yeah. Earlier he made me choose between my allegiance to either uh, the Vanguard or him. Oh. And I chose him. Oh, I did. Because, well, first off. Can I see your body first? uh, First off, my Vanguard leader died in recent story developments in that game. You have no loyalties. Right? My loyalties are over. Because seriously, my leader is dead now. Uh, And And he liked that answer. And he seems fun. Yeah. So let's go. I mean, with it. if you're going to sleep with him, you might as well be on his side. Sure. Right. Because that's going to be a feature of the game later. Yeah. For sure. Uh, yes. Yeah. So, anywho, that was 100 episodes. 100 episodes completed. Well, actually, like 102, since some of these we had to actually record t- twice. We on the did same night. have a few, yeah. <laughs> Officially, to everyone else's ears, it's 100. Yes. Wow. Well, we it did happened. it. We did it. I wanted to read off some, like, cool, like, reviews we've gotten in the past but then i didn't have them ready so we're not going to but we do want to thank you yes listeners for loving us and listening to our rambles yeah we really appreciate it and it's been a real treat for us to like meet virtually and also for me and you in person meet some of our fans and um yeah and um become friends with them well hopefully you know Many more going forward, more Comic-Cons, more opportunities for yeah. to meet people, and yeah. It's fun. It's just a really great way to, like, stay connected with the game, and I love that. So, um, yeah. Thank you for our, our happy 100, and chowsies. Well, do we need to do our socials? Oh, no. They know who we are by now. Okay, then. Fine. <laughs> do you want to say chowsies again? And...
Tschau, Bye-bye.